This is college football at its absolute best. Yeah, they had us the first half, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby! Them orange bridges. Something about them orange bridges. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. McGrath for the win. He got it. If you don't like college football, and you watch this one, I'm not sure what your problem is. Read it, did to do, and welcome into More Important Issues. It is Sunday, September 3rd. And guys, not only did the Vols win this weekend, they also didn't lose, which is the first thing you have to do before you win any games. Fun fact, man, it was a fun weekend. It was, my voice is <clears throat> struggling a little bit. I, I did scream a lot. Um, cause you know, that's what we do for the Vols. Yeah. Cheered them on. Um, atmosphere was great. What dude, shout out. Like that was, I doubt, I'm trying to like really the only really loud part I remember of the, um, music city bowl in 2016 was Derek Barnett breaking the record. Got pretty loud. Then obviously 15 and Bowling Green, like, you know, it's a Bowling Green crowd normally, let alone being a Nissan, sure. uh, wasn't there for the Purdue music city bowl. So, don't have much of a reference for it, but that's probably one of the better crowd. That's definitely the best crowd I've seen in Nissan. And then a lot of Titans fans said that was the best crowd they've seen in Nissan. And I mean, I thought it was a great environment. I thought it was a great, great, uh, just all around um, college football game, as good as it could have been at a neutral site. Yeah. Yeah. Set records. Um, what was the record? Like the biggest? 63,000. It was the largest sporting event Yeah, held there. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Is that the first time it's ever been sold out? I, I don't understand how. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, maybe they built a few more seats for that Tennessee game. I don't know how that works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not sure how they count those. Um, but no, it was, it was a great, great environment. I kind of, I might change my tune a little bit on neutral site games because, you know, you're watching this Florida State LSU one right now. Florida State crowd, it, mostly Florida State being in Orlando. Uh, I'm not sure they're operating it. How you know? I don't. I'm sure you noticed. Um, some Vol fans were asking questions, and I'd heard that they were going to do this. It was operated like a Tennessee home game. Yeah. Um, it was Jeff Jarnigan on the mic. You know, they had ads for all the other sporting events going on. It was. If that was how neutral site games work, one of the teams was you know the home team in the sense of like, so you had Charlotte or you had UNC and USC at Charlotte last night. Like if. But it's close to both schools. You could have given it to either in that scenario. I might have a different appreciation for it because in a state like Tennessee, bringing, you know, Memphis is seven hours away, but they're in the mm -hmm. state of Tennessee. You have guys like, you know, we've talked to Trey Smith and Mari Thomas, who they're Tennessee fans, but they're very disconnected from the campus. Yeah. And it's still three or four hours to Nashville, but it's not as far of a drive. So, like that, if you did it like that, my opinion of opening neutral site games probably changes a little bit. Yeah, I think it kind of worked out perfectly being in Nashville. The the coaches could finally go out and recruit after that. Um, I think they went to Brentwood Academy. Some probably went to Lipscomb Checks Academy. Um, a lot of those kids were at the game on Saturday. So, I mean, it just – it worked out. It, it was 
as good as it could be without being in Knoxville. Yeah, of course, I'm still going to lobby for, you know, home college football games. Don't get me. Don't mishear me. I mean, I've been fighting that battle for a long time. It's not going to stop now. But it just felt it felt better than most of those neutral sites. The Chick-fil-A kickoff, for example, like it felt better than that. And and so I think if they tailor it that way, in my opinion, may at least sway a little bit on them. And, And I don't think, you know, Florida State's the quote unquote, I don't think they're operating at like a Florida State home game. And I don't think they did it like an LSU home game in New Orleans. But I think it would have been really cool if they had. And mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, maybe those these types of games maybe set a trend. I, I think I would like it a lot better because yeah, I get it. Neutral sites are just going to – they're going to stay around because they make teams money. Yeah. And so I get it. Um, so maybe just try to find a way to make it more like college football rather than mm-hmm. just a random neutral site game that's not yeah. anything like college football. Sure. So um, – I'm excited, man. It's a, it's been a good weekend. I, I love seeing college football on on Sundays. I'm excited for NFL on Sundays, but having a college football game on right now, I love it. I I love NFL, but this is awesome. Yeah, I'm just loving that. Starting on, I guess, starting this week on Thursday, you get football Thursday through Monday until Maxion gets on. Then you pretty much have it every day of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I hey, can't wait. Football's finally back. Um, you got a good friend to tell us about before we can really get into everything. Yeah. Guys, Underdog. Underdog is Knoxville's best sports collectible store with a wide selection of UT cards, autographs, and memorabilia. Whether you're looking for a Peyton Manning autographed helmet or the most recent Topps baseball card release, you'll find it at Underdog. The shop is owned by UT graduates and proudly supports UT sports by hosting NIL events throughout the year. Stop by the 640 Plaza at 4452 Western Avenue in Knoxville. They're open six days a week with live YouTube shows three nights per week. Remember, Always bet on the underdog. Do it. Landon did it. And it's made everything interesting. Let's see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Well, they want their underdog. Oh, I thought LSU was the dog. Okay. No. Sorry. Yeah. FSU's the dog. Joey bet on it. Made it more interesting. Joey bet, yeah. Let's see what happens. Um. Yeah, great. Like we said, great environment. Um. If you do. And it was an 11 a.m. game, too. It was 11 a.m., yeah. Um. Didn't feel like it. It felt like noon. Energy um, wise, <laughs> energy wise, it didn't feel like an early game. I thought the energy. I mean, you, you saw the way Tennessee started off of the wall, um, but even from the from the crowd too, it, it really didn't feel like an, a a noon eleven a.m. kickoff. It, it felt like a a later. You know, it, a lot of times it seems like it takes the crowd a minute to get in there. Maybe it takes the teams a minute to get going, and it, that just wasn't the case. Saturday. Yeah, with the heat, it, it felt more like a three thirty game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it was warm. Um, Hope you, hopefully you guys wore sunscreen. Um, if you're thinking, man, these guys look familiar. Yes, we were on the news. Um, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. um, just winning trivia, you know, um, doing what we do. But, yeah, that was that was fun. Um, got to tailgate for a little bit. Kind of got like a – it was like a pregame to what this season's going to look like, I feel like. Yeah, for, for us. For, for the for, preparation of the game. Yeah, shout, shout out to, to Jake for hosting. It's nice to – for a noon game. It's nice not to have to, to go out there and set up. So we just kind of got to show up and got to get treated ourselves. And it was a great tailgate. It was a great yeah. time. Great food, great people, great football. Mm-hmm. All right, Tennessee, 1-0. The Vols. Hey, can't go, go 15-0 till you go 1-0. Exactly. Do you think Josh Heupel, you had him quoted as saying that, mm-hmm. and it's a completely factual quote. Like, he did exactly. say that. He did. Do you I think he it. stole that from me? When did you say it? I've been saying it forever. Oh. I've, I've always said that. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll just have 
there know, is great, great minds. We know he listens to the pod. We've seen it. Well, yes. So I was just curious, maybe maybe what your maybe thoughts were on that. Yeah. yeah, maybe you did. Okay. Um, it, it's so funny because like I, we're gonna get into it. I'm not I, I'm not disappointed by the performance at all. Like there's no part of me disappointed in the performance. There was like a, it felt very much like we were playing a Bowling Green or a Ball State. But this is a Power Five team. Yeah. It that offense and I need to go. I haven't gotten to do a full rewatch. Of course, I've watched the highlights. I'm gonna watch that Dylan Sampson speed option just on replay forever. Not just for I love we talked about it. Love the speed option. I love watching John Campbell um, go Michael Orr from the Blind Side movie. <laughs> I don't know if that happened in real life. Nothing from that movie apparently is true. So who knows? <laughs> but I loved watching that. Um, so I'm probably gonna watch it. Like I've I've gotten the highlights. I've, I've gotten that. Um, but. I don't know where I was going with this. It, it just, it, the offense felt very vanilla. Um, didn't feel like we, you know, not that we weren't taking shots and, and trying to get guys into space, but it didn't feel like we were maybe throwing them our best shot all the time to try to do it. Yeah. I, I feel like Virginia's game plan in this one was to let their front, you know, five guys, have a chance, you know, that's probably the best part of their their football team is that that defensive front. They're going to let those guys try to beat Tennessee's offensive line that had a lot of question marks, and they were just going to keep everything in front of them. Um, oh, so yeah. it, it looked very vanilla, but I, I think Tennessee kind of just like got – It took what they gave them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and then Tennessee was able to run the ball very <clears throat> efficiently ball. too. Good so, Lord, man. So, we, I mean, I think, I think the first thing we do is we give a round of applause to the offensive line because that's where my question were, question marks coming into it. I thought they looked great. Standing O? Standing O. Let's do it. It wouldn't be a real show without standing O, but Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I thought the offensive line played really well. For me, because I – and you're not wrong that that's – we talked about it, Like, that's the best on Thursday. That's, that's the best part of this Virginia defense. That's still not good at all. Um so it's not that like all the like I'm not just like check Tennessee's offensive line done like you'll find out week three even though Florida's front seven who's kind of been touted as their best group they didn't look very good against Utah on Thursday um, but it, it it didn't answer every question but I feel a lot more comfortable now than I was going into the game yeah. I thought even the times that they didn't make the best plays as an offensive line they were always giving Joe a chance. Um, they were gave him pockets to to step into, um, and I feel like that's that's huge. And so we'll see where. And then you can't deny what they allowed. The that st- confirmed stable of running backs confirmed what they allowed that stable of running backs to do. Yeah, almost identical carries. All three of those guys. Also, uh, Jalen Wright's number zero kind of looks like a number eleven. The way he, I guess his jersey's folded up. So yeah, equipment staff, can we get on that? Yeah, he's a little bit almost <laughs> too thick for the zero kind of stretching it out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like what you said with the stable running backs. They look good. Um, Jalen Wright, I think, is a clear cut RB one, and then Dylan Sampson. Anytime that he has the ball in the red zone, he's going to score. So the dude's a the dude is just he's going to be a he might be a highlight tape. He might be a yeah. walking highlight tape. And that and that's the crazy thing is like the. We are going to this game thinking wide receivers, wide receivers, wide receivers, wide receivers. Um, and, again, just kind of taking what they 
what they gave them. We didn't really have a lot of opportunities. Missed some opportunities. Yeah. You know, Ramel Keaton had a drop. He overthrew Ramel. Um, I think he overthrew Brew. Or, or Brew had that one in the, the end zone. Was almost a touchdown, but had, had a foot out of bounds. Um, so, yeah, just kind of had some missed opportunities there. But, again, didn't really have a ton of opportunities to, to let the arm loose um, because Virginia just wasn't going to have that. Yeah, and I think a lot of people I've noticed um, are still kind of questioning the the accuracy and the uh, whatnot from Joe Milton. Like, his, none of his misses, quote-unquote, were egregious. Um, you know, that the one to Ramel in the back of the end zone – which apparently is what Wes Rucker's tweet was about. I don't think anyone on planet earth thought that was Ramel Keaton's fault. Yeah. So I don't know why he even thought to tweet that. Um, and then the one that, that is Ramel's like, that was a drop and someone maybe said that it was slightly underthrown, but it's like, fish in the head. yeah, sure. It wasn't probably going for a touchdown after he caught it, but point blank period should have caught it. Right. And, you know, that cannot be a, a, a knock on Joe Milton. He also threw it on a freaking rope. It wasn't like some of the ones we saw to squirrel where he had to field punts trying to mm-hmm. trying to catch that one. And so – and and I'm not, like, knocking – I thought Ramel Keaton played well too. Like, I'm not knocking him. It's just I think we saw maybe some, some first game uh, issues need to get worked out because it's the first game. It's how it goes. But all in all, I thought the offense looked really well. Maybe not running quite as efficiently as we saw them leave in, in 2022. But that shouldn't be expected. Like that's it's kind of why you play these first games against not so great opponents. Yeah, yeah. You have another game to kind of tune up before you go into the swamp, get all those jitters out. Um, and I think it was kind of vanilla. And I think against Austin P, it's going to be vanilla. You yeah. know, Josh Heupel is he, he's done that. He's he's going to win football games and win them. Like I mean, ten, everybody going into this game thought Tennessee was going to whoop Virginia and. Looking at the they, score, that's exactly what happened. Hey, what'd they do? They covered, baby. That's Good it. teams win. Great teams cover, period. <laughs> they also hit the over. They should have hit the over by themselves. Yeah. Also, going back into kind of how this offense operates, the one big thing that we both talked about going from Hendon Hooker to, to Joe Milton is, can he protect the football? The only turnover in this game came on special teams. Yeah. The only turnover. And it was unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, makes a big play. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he was if he gets out of that tackle, he might go score. Yeah, I don't know where the punter was at on the field, but he might go score. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought the defense, or sorry, offense looked really good. Um, again, protected Joe Milton. Only had one sack on the day. I thought the best play that Joe Milton had. Now it might have been different if Ramel catches that ball. Um, mm-hmm. That that was a pretty beautiful ball, in my opinion. Um, I think the best one was the first touchdown. I mean, just so poised in the pocket, looked at every single option he had, and then just checked it down. It, that was a fourth and five. He could have forced it, but yeah. he got it to a playmaker and let the playmaker make a play. And that's what your that's what your job is as a quarterback. Um, and so I love, J- I I love Jalen Wright. Play. Yeah, I agree. I love Jalen Wright, and I'm with you. I think he's RB1. I love Jabari Small. Um, I think, you know, he'll get a good amount of the carries for good reason. I don't know if either of the two running backs make that same play Dylan Sampson make. I'm not saying they don't score, but I don't know if they can they're fast enough to beat that guy to the edge and and almost make a miss. I mean, the guy barely got anything on him and get to the end zone there. I think that's a play that Jalen and Jabari might have to go through a guy to go score. He's, oh, just, he's a little bit quicker. 
the, yeah, there's something about number six and just sliding into the end zone right next to the pylon just reminds me of somebody. I can't put my finger We're on not it. Even, I don't think we should game. say it. I don't think we should say it. Don't, he might have been I know what you're thinking. Don't say it. I mean, yeah. am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. I'm just, let's let's not okay. say it. I'm not, yeah, we I'm can, not going to say his name. We can wait. And LSU is having special teams. Oh, wait, is that how they scored their first touchdown? LSU just muffed a punt and Florida State scored, but I don't know when that happened. Oh. No, I guess they scored. I know they at least scored to go up seven to nothing, but they're just showing a Camping World kickoff graphic over the score bug, so I have no idea what's going on. It's seven to seven. That's how they scored their first touchdown. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I going back into the poise thing about Joe too. I thought just I thought all day he looked much more confident in the pocket. He looked like he was willing to move around, kind of knew his timing, because um, it wasn't like. He didn't have to. It wasn't just clean pockets all day for Joe. Yeah. Um, he did have to do some moving around, but I thought, and I thought he did it really well. He stepped up when he needed to step up. And I, I thought he forced some throws, but there were no throws that I was mad about him forcing to. We, me and Adam were just talking about that forced one to brew on like third and 15, third and 13, whatever it was. Like, you're okay with that force. He, it was the, the route was beyond the sticks and, and he tried to squeeze one in, maybe threw it a hair late. It, it's not an egregious opportunity to, to miss on. And, and stuff like that. So do I think he played perfect? Far from it. Do I think he played really well um, with a lot of expectations looming over his head and fans booing him, which is insane? Wait, what? Uh, you didn't hear uh, Joe get booed? When? After a couple missed throws? No, and I didn't punter got booed? Oh, I yeah. punter got booed. Punter which is, it. again, insane. I thought he didn't play well, but it's insane. Yeah. To boo a punter, almost period, is just weird. Um, was it the, I think it might've been the one to brew that he got booed on in the back hmm. of the end zone or no, no, the one to Ramel in the back of the end zone. Oh, I, I didn't. I mean, it wasn't like really 60,000 booing him, but you know, enough yeah. that you could hear it. Hmm. It wasn't as much as the punter. Well, that's stupid. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's always done. I don't get it, but, um, no, I thought, I thought our offense altogether played, played really well. I'm, I'm, I hope we get Cooper Mays back for Florida. But I feel okay. I'm not saying they'll they'll go out and just dominate Florida's front seven in that game if he's not. But I feel a lot better now if he if he wasn't available. Yeah, and they played a lot of bodies um, mm-hmm. up front. Dane Davis played some center. Um, Jackson Lampley played um, guard. You know, I, I was Andre Curit got that start. So I mean, they they played some guys up front to maybe see if they can find their best five or. Maybe their best six if you're if you know Cooper Mays isn't healthy. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of see how that kind of works itself out. I think John Campbell, I think his video, I think he's going to be there all year long. <laughs> yeah, I think we we see why he's playing left tackle. Exactly. Like, there's no like wondering maybe you should have kept Jeremiah Crawford or Gerald Mincy over there. It's not, there's no wondering about it now. No, I don't think, no, no, you get it. Yeah, um, well, let's move to defense a little bit. Yeah, I'd love um, to. One thing about offense before we, before we leave, I would like to see Dante Thornton used a little bit more. And I get why the tight ends weren't used a ton because they only had five in the box, so you're going to use another tight end to make sure that you're running the football effectively. I get yeah, that. But can we also note that there were so many times where we had wideouts lined up out wide. On, on plays, because we talked about it with substituting, it's weird, on plays that we had already subbed on or you know coming out of a break, just stick Dante Thornton out there. Yeah. 
I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to see him a little bit more utilized. I thought that was kind of strange, but again, vanilla taking what the defense gives them. I think yeah. that kind of played into it too. And maybe we see four wide against Florida. I don't know. We did go empty at one time. Now we, we did. did motion the did running back, a, back into the off, back into the, and I think we still had a tight end out there too. Yeah. But we did go empty. We were yeah, getting there. We did we're it, building yeah. towards it. Right. <laughs> you got to get those formations in the in the playbook first. You know exactly. Um, defense. I, I mean, damn. The front. I, the front seven, especially in the run game. My God. Yeah. My word. Also, let's note too that. I'm with Adam was sitting with us. I'm with him. We we were making shirts that say do not take defensive tackles out on third down. Amari Thomas is one of our best pass rushers. And it kills me when he comes out on third down. Yeah. No, he, and sometimes, he, you know, I, f- I see him sometimes getting those, and that's fine. Take him out then. But yeah. if he ain't asking for it, let the man go eat. Well, everybody was eating. 11 tackles for loss. I mean, that's that's incredible. It is. And it I know is. Virginia is bad. They are bad. But, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. Like, you still got into the backfield 11-plus times. Yeah, I, I think when Rodney Garner said – you know, his defensive front looks like a championship defensive front. That boy wouldn't lie. He meant it. He meant <laughs> he it. Wouldn't lie. We, we know to, to listen to him now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jaden Daniels just tried to hurdle, I don't think anyone in particular, and got annihilated. Um, yeah, no, this this front, I'm su- I know we're going to get in players to impress soon. James Pierce. Holy crap. Yeah. His bend off the edge, his speed off the edge. I love it. Hey, he's I gotten, call, I call has he gotten bigger? Has he put on some weight? He looks like he's he's put on some weight, yeah. He looks like he's got good weight. Yeah, good weight. Only yeah. good weight only. Yeah. But man, he he's he's fast off the edge. And and that's kind of going into yes, I don't think this Virginia offensive line, Virginia quarterback are very good, but if good offensive tackles can barely touch him, what does it matter? Yeah. And, and I think the, he's going to utilize his bend a lot this year. He had two sacks, and he, he almost had three, but he flushed the quarterback out of the pocket, and Tyler Barron got, a, got yeah. one. So, um, yeah, James Pierce was a force. Um, love the way that they kind of – you know, I know you said defensive tackles, but I love the way that we play a lot of edge rushers. Um, I think that keeps them fresh, but all those four, all four of those sacks are on third down. And well, I'm just talking about the defensive tackle. We move out on third down and we put in another faster guys. Yeah. No, we put, oh, no, okay. I mean, I, they might be classified as it, but we know what they are. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a third down package, <laughs> but I mean, four sacks on third down. That was something that Tennessee could not do a year ago is get to the quarterback on third down. Um, and they're able to do that four times. And that, that's huge. I mean, that's what, again, when you have one of the best punt returners in America, you're able to get off the field on fourth down, ha- have give him a chance to flip the field. I mean, that gives the offense and this whole team just so much confidence. Yeah, I need to look at Virginia's punter too. Yeah, he averaged 44 yards and pinned three inside the 20, long of 62. The dude could kick. Yeah. It probably didn't help that our punter struggled, Jackson Ross struggled, and then Virginia's punter just played a phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. That um, game's very different if Jackson Ross is, is punting for Virginia that day. Agreed, yeah. Well, um, he wouldn't uh, really got a chance to return very many. No, no, he wouldn't have. Um, uh, and also, like, I, I'm looking at the defensive side of the ball, I know there's still a lot of questions about the secondary. 
I do want to highlight, I think a lot of the the stuff that was given up, I, our linebackers have got to be better in pass coverage. Our safeties can't make plays 12 yards off the line of scrimmage over the middle. It's just not possible. And, and our linebackers have to be. I thought they played good in the run game. I really um, – I really thought Keenan Peely, he's going to be a nice piece to this defense. Yeah. He made it, he, he was all over the field, mm-hmm. but he's got to be better. And him and Aaron Beasley both have got to be better in, in pass coverage. And Aaron Beasley had a couple of pass deflections, right? He had two. I th- yeah. It's, it's those, um, that big third down conversion they had. Um, was that they after kind we of went, find that we in between like behind the linebackers? Yeah. It, it's, it's linebackers. The it's their area. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think our secondary, could be a lot better. I just don't think they get a ton of help from our linebackers sometimes either. And so I don't – like, I think it's unfair sometimes to just say, oh, well, they they converted that because of our secondary. When it was a ball thrown over the middle that our linebackers are responsible for. Yeah. But I I thought all in all they all played well. Um, I'm not going to harp on our secondary when they threw for 106 yards. Right, how can you? Um, and and a, some of that, I think they had 65 total yards um, like deep in the third quarter. Yeah. Like it was – they got a lot of those yards like when Tennessee's twos and threes were in. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I I thought the secondary played good. I, Wesley Walker, Jalen McCullough, um, both those guys had a tackles for loss. I think that's huge, them coming up and um, in run support. I thought the the corners didn't get beat. No. Um, and that was good. I know and, and I don't lot. remember who was defending. There was one, I think it was like a wheel route type deal right on the sideline that that musket dropped it in the dude's freaking in the breadbasket. And just yeah. an incredible throw that's tough to defend. And I think that was probably one of their longer converted passes of the day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I think the whole even... defense kind of flew around. It, it felt like they – have heard all season long, like the defense, the defense, the de- if the defense can just be good, Tennessee, um, you know, has a chance. Yeah. And stuff like that. So it just seemed like a team that, you know, just couldn't wait to pin their ears back and, and get after somebody else. Yeah. And then, you know, Tennessee has that turnover on downs, the second drive of the game that puts them in incredible field goal position or, or incredible field position. Excuse me. They hold them to a field goal. And like Virginia even converted a first down on that drive. Is um and they hold him to a field goal. Does that kind of tell you a lot about maybe where the trust in this defense is? The, uh, like you're on your own 29 yard line, fourth, fourth and one. And you're only up seven at that point. Exactly. I think I think so, yes. I think I think that shows a level of trust. I think it also shows like I think Josh Heupel trusts where this offense is at too. He's like, hey, if it doesn't work here. We go score the next drive. Exactly. So I think there, yeah, I, I do think there is trust in the defense, though. Um, but I, I think there's also like we think we know where this offense is at. Josh Heupel knows exactly where this offense is at. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't go fourth and one from his own twenty-nine yard line against Florida or Alabama. Or right. Florida. Right. Yeah. Um, well, he, he, I don't think so. <laughs> he might. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not willing to say no yet. And that was probably the one play call I was just kind of. I didn't love it. I, I, di- I didn't mind going for it, fourth and no, one. Like no. I, I think, like, again, you trust your offense to go pick that up every single time. Right. I didn't love, you know, just running back, you know, eye formation, which is something we don't do a whole lot. Um, With one play to score on, or one play to get the first down on. 
Right. And if you give it to Brew McCoy on that end around, he's he probably scored a touchdown. I mean, they they had everybody lined they up sold on out. the screen. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I thought you, you know, you had the right. It's not like you hand and not that I don't I wouldn't trust Dylan Sampson to get that yard either after yesterday, but you gave it to a guy that you trust to get that one yard too. It was Jabari Small. Um, Virginia just kind of bowed up there and yeah, maybe maybe that being your first time in off formation wasn't the ideal because we obviously saw that last year, but just wasn't the ideal time to to bust that out. I'm also just kind of with Joe Milton's QB sneak touchdown. That's I think the play they should have run on that fourth down. Yeah, and they, it's also frustrating they, that we also had that play ready to go and didn't run it. Yeah. It's not like oh maybe we just you know sure you have a QB sneak, but you also don't have the the heavy set with two uh, two fullbacks in and and a running back to push him, but you do have it in. You do have that formation. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. That's the only really – the only thing I question. I would have loved to see – because I think you can be vanilla with it. I would have loved to see us try to take the top off of him more early on in the game, especially make those – you know, make those guys either play deeper than 10 yards or, or make them come up and try to jam you at the line of scrimmage, one or the other. And I just didn't feel like we made them – and maybe they don't because they just knew they were going to get beat by, by – 36. I don't know. Um, what I had fun. I had fun. I had a lot of Great fun. Time. Yeah. And, and, the, and the over hit. And that's the only bet I put in. I know I don't bet on Tennessee. The over didn't exactly feel like I was betting on Tennessee. So that made me do it more. I did the over points. Did you do so that? You bet one? on Tennessee. I did, I did the over total. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of worried, but, and it's crazy. We scored 49 points. We didn't score for like an entire quarter. Right, like we were very stagnant after that first touchdown. I don't think we scored until like four minutes to go in the second quarter. Right, I mean it was a long time. It was a long period of time. Well, you know we only got four drives on offense in the first half. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> yeah we yeah we scored four. Uh, we scored with our next touchdown with four forty one left in the second. Yeah, and I kind of. We'll get into the the rules after. I do want to talk about special teams because yeah, have to. I think it was a very roller coaster. Yeah, I don't this unit. I don't love the Aussie style rugby kick rollout. I get why you do it with that style kicker because you're not going to often see hang time. You want the way they kick it. You want that ball to bounce. So you don't want the guy to feel like he can catch it. I just don't love it. I also think if you get any kind of miss, you know, miss block up front, miss assignment. It makes it a lot t- tougher on that kicker. And I think you can, like, find middle ground. Tell him he can take – you know, most punts, they're taking one, two steps, boom. Um, you can find middle ground where it's like, all right, you're taking four steps, five steps, and you're kicking this. You're not just rolling out till you're comfortable and then kicking it. Because I feel like that makes – you you time it. I mean, you literally time your steps. Like, you, you know, one, two, whatever it is, kick. And now he's having to roll while also thinking about how do I need to step into this ball. And I think it makes it harder on him. Um, when he's also personally, he, he rolled, he can roll two different ways. And I, think I thought I did not think I was drunk until I saw our punter kick left footed. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that <is right-footed." laughs> yeah. And I did remember it being talked about after that, that he is ambidextrous or as, as Peyton Manning would say, amphibious. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's crazy, but I don't know which one he prefers. He's yeah, I don't, I don't know either, but uh, I think from one side, he had a 17 yard, punt and the other side he had a 27 yard punt so i don't know if i love i mean just kick the football 
We need a box score for each leg. Like instead of Jackson Ross punting, it needs to be Jackson Ross left, Jackson Ross right. Yeah, punting. two. Yeah, two totally <laughs> two different players. Yes. Um, no, I don't love it. And I saw someone tweet that the Colquitts would roll over in their grave. I, I kind of hate to be the bear of bad news here, but Dustin Colquitt is the specialist coach this year. So I think he's partially responsible, at least right now, for uh, mm. for their performance from the specialist. I'm just just throwing that out there. I mean, they that Josh Heibel said nerves kind of got to him, which, I mean, I know he's an older kid, but like, hey, man. Two weeks, you go to the swamp. I didn't necessarily take it as like ne- exactly nerves the way you said. Just like that is a way different environment. Like you're just learning to play in a different environment, right? And a totally different sport. Like you've never right. played a football game in your life. Um, yeah, I just want to see. That's just got to be better. I mean, bottom yeah. line. And I think they just dropped another freaking punt. Good God, LSU. Um, they're, yeah, they're, they're terrible. They've went for it twice on fourth down in, yeah. in their own. In Florida State's this is red insane. zone, and and not gotten it. I like that we we're complaining about our special teams when it, it wasn't all in all was not that atrocious. Well, you I know, think even D Williams made up for a lot of. <laughs> yeah, and even D Williams fumble like it sucked, but he made up he made up for it, and it didn't just screw you. Yeah, um, because he got he made it so far down the field, it was almost like a right, <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, I, and I think the kickoffs—you uh, obviously don't like to see. Was it two go out of bounds? Yeah, which is weird because he's kicking out of the back of the end zone, and then he tried to pooch yeah. it, and those went out of bounds. Which I, I thought, you know, I, I maybe I'm wrong. It just would shock me to find out Paxton Brooks couldn't kick it through the end zone. And I get Josh Heupel is probably wanting to set up um, field position, but if you've got a kicker that can kick it out of the back of the end zone, kick it out of the back of the end zone. Yeah, that's the say. It doesn't uh, doesn't allow for a return. So I'd like to see just let it, especially like against Florida, who you know is going to have athletes, just kick it out of the back of the end zone. This yeah. game is nuts. LSU just got a turnover. It's got an interception. What is happening in, in Orlando? <laughs> we're going to have to turn this off. I mean, we're going to, like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who has the football ever because they just keep giving it's it to each like other. Like a scrum. It's rugby. Yeah. <laughs> this is, it is rugby now. I mean, it's what it's turned into. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not. Everybody on special teams too, besides D, is new. So let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's see what happens against P against Florida, and then we'll start really complaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, first game, and you saw a lot of. I understand, like Tennessee, like it was after that first touchdown. It was very slow, and um, you know, just couldn't get anything going. But I feel like it, that was like everybody. I mean, Georgia was up seventeen to nothing on. <laughs> UT Martin at halftime, Alabama or not Vanderbilt was it was like nineteen to ten in the third <laughs> quarter against um, Alabama A and M. So that no, I mean, wasn't their first game either. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So yeah, everybody kind of had a you know kind of get used to like it's week one. Football. Yeah, it's week one. But th- this wasn't like a two years ago Bowling Green, where right? You're like man, oh, this crap. game is kind of in like question a little yeah. bit. Well, that's what I almost, I think I might've even said it to you at halftime. It's like, we're up 21 to three, but it feels like we just we're in complete control of this game right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a credit to how well our defense played. You just never, you balls on your 20. You don't feel threatened. Yeah. What were they five for 18 on third down? I don't know, but that sounds awesome. Which Tennessee's third down conversion. I don't think looks very good, which someone want to raise, some would want to raise some questions. I did see a stat today that, 
their efficiency on third down since Hendon Hooker went down is like, it's down like 13, 15% or something. And that's, you know, call, that's concerning to a degree. Um, Vanderbilt apparently were 0 for 7 on third down, which is insane that we went, we won 56 to nothing 0 for 7 on third down. How did we even it's get also kind of, down against them? Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of even hilarious too. Um, but you also got to, if you get into any third and longs in that game, it's it's kind of crazy to even convert them. Like, like, don't forget that Vanderbilt was a literal washout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, third down, you're five for 13. Okay. So not great, but not abysmal. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think you have uh, one more week before you really start taking a good look at that third down conversion. Yeah, when you win, when you win forty nine to thirteen, it is a little silly to overlook a third down conversion. You want to you want to see it, you want to recognize it. You don't put all your money into it yet, right? Um, you did play a lot of guys. Nico got his chance. Um, I thought that. I, I mean, he can hand off. We know that. <laughs> um, but the one play he kind of rolled out, made somebody miss in the backfield. Was he? What um, was the dude on the? The dude at the pylon was he actually wide open? I didn't I don't know that. There was a there was an angle where you can kind of see that guy his head. It doesn't look like anyone's around him. Mm. But I, mean, I, I haven't seen like that, the full I haven't seen the full view though. That that's a ball that's man, you gotta make that catch. And to it's a degree, not a, it's not a great throw. It's but, not a great throw. So I said that's why I say to a degree. I thought Nico, But your your wide receiver coach is telling telling that receiver yeah, oh, yeah. you gotta make that catch. Yeah, and I, I agree with the coach in that sense. For me, I'm like I think that throw could be a little bit better. Nico had a little, he, Nico created time and then he didn't give himself much time. Yeah. Like he rushed it after he, he got out. It's like, no, you could have like set your feet a little bit and, and let it go then mm-hmm. and let him too. Cause it was behind him, but all in all didn't, didn't give the other guy a chance to make a play. And didn't like pan- they weren't going to intercept that. Yeah. He didn't pan. I mean, I feel like we are really over analyzing one play and I love it. We yeah. should pick one from every game to analyze. Um, but no, I mean that's super encouraging. I think that a freshman quarterback walked in and just looked comfortable. Yeah, I'm not saying he looked great. I'm not even saying he looked good, but he looked comfortable. Comfortable. Yeah, Arian Carter played, um, played quite a bit. Yeah, um, heard his name quite a bit too. Yeah, David. Oh, I'm, I'm going to need a new prescription, man. I can't see any numbers from the that 300 <laughs> section, man. Good lord. Um, Khalifa Keith got some carries. Cam Selden got some carries. Um, so yeah, got to play a lot of guys. Speaking of Cam Selden, let's overanalyze his play real quick. Um, I'm gonna go with he might be a dog. I mean, doesn't get the chance to make a huge play there, but uh, that that one on second along where he gets bounced outside. Yes, but he gets away. He gets away, and I love it. Might have some dog in him. I love that. I think you. I think you're talking about Khalifa Keith. No, Cam Seldon had one on. It was. Hold on. Cam Seldon only rushed for four yards in his. Yeah, long. it wasn't a long run. Well, the lo- longest he had was two yards. Right. That's what okay. he did. So he got game. bounced outside. <laughs> okay. It was. It was. It wasn't. It was second and eight. Okay. And he got bounced outside. It would have been a tackle for a loss. Listen, Landon, not all two-yard runs are the same. You should know this. 
they don't gain another yard. <laughs> it could have been the first and 10 that he got. He also had that run for two yards. But, yeah, he got bounced outside. It was on the uh, second drive that Nico played. And, hey, yeah. I, I don't even want to talk about the run, actually. Those are some hell of a handoffs. I mean, good <laughs> yeah, Lord, dude. Good. I, don't, I don't think I've seen anything like that since I, – I don't – shoot, I don't know, man. It was getting shorts for sure. I, could Condridge Holloway even hand the ball off that well? Some are saying. <laughs> that would All be right. awesome if someone had asked Josh Heupel what he thought about the handoffs. This is why we'll never get media passes because we would have. Oh, yeah. I would have definitely done it. Um, what do you think about um, Joe Milton's like uh, shooting arrows into the crowd out of the tee? You love that? I, I sure I didn't know I ain't seen that yet. Oh, you didn't? It's pretty cool. Is that the Pat Mahomes celebration? Yeah, but a little quicker, a little qu- quicker release than Pat Mahomes. I can't remember who you told me. Maybe it was Dylan. Someone was like, "Blah blah is here tonight," and I swore I heard Mahomes or Pat or something. I was like, "What?" <laughs> at uh at Acme, I was like, "Why the heck is he here?" <laughs> I don't Whatever know. it was said, I, I I heard Patrick Mahomes like or some version okay. of Patrick Mahomes, and I was like, "There's no absolutely zero chance that dude's here tonight." Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I don't know. I mean, he definitely wasn't in freaking Wyoming, or if he was, he's probably regretting that decision. Right. Hey, what about the Cowboys, though, man? What about them? Put on for the city. Do you got to? Cover the spread. Not only cover the spread, win the freaking so, game outright. Some are saying it's the Caleb Mitchell effect. <laughs> but I did I did bless that ground before they put in their new turf this this July. Oh, you were there. I forgot about that. Before they got the new turf in. And I, I said a, a, in the name of the Father, the Son, and Josh Allen, I put in a little blessing. Yeah, it must have worked. I think it did. I mean, some are saying. Um. Dylan Sampson having four touchdowns. Is Jalen Wright kind of pissed? <laughs> I don't know, but we said seven touches. He had four touchdowns. Oh, did we I had the question. Touch- we we had the question on Thursday how many touches we would get. And we were oh, like, yeah. oh, around seven, probably. Yeah. He has four touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. think Jalen. I don't think. I mean, I don't know about using pissed is the right touches. word. We talked about it. That first drive, Jalen Wright brings himself out of the game. And I think, again, I need to go back and rewatch. I think the play before he comes out of the game, he tried to get himself out, and they left him out there. And then he gets himself out after that next one. So, And listen, if you want to be the best – I think it was Jalen that said it. Like, they want to be the best running back room in the country. Not the best running backs, best running back room. You got to share the wealth a little bit. You got to love it, man, seeing the young buck get some t- tutties under his belt. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good that's a good first day. Um, dude, I almost predicted the entire thing. I said Nico was going to play the whole fourth quarter. He basically did. Um, Jalen Wright was going to have 100 plus yards. I did say two touchdowns, but you said 150. But on, on my tweet, I, I did say. 100 oh, okay. Plus. Yeah. Oh, so you're just lying somewhere. You're gonna be. Um, you're just gonna say a bunch of different stats somewhere. And yeah, like, and, hope, and, hope and one and, lands. And, yeah. Some are one. you mixing and matching what you said on the podcast in the tweet, or using at least just one source right now? No, I, I did say like he would have a big day. I I did. Line, but you're you're like, using one source though right now. You're not mix and matching the sources, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. All right. That's fine. I'll let it go. Okay. Um, but I did say two touchdowns. Dylan Sampson kind of stole those. Um, you know that first one, Jalen Wright got him all the way down the field, and I don't know why we just didn't. We just stopped giving it to him. Um, and then my man needed a breather. 
Five, five degrees. I did say 52 to 13. You did say 52 to 13. What was yours? Yours was pretty, was yours pretty close? I think I, I'm trying to remember because I was you were in the I 50. was originally 52 to 17. I think I said 56 to 17. Okay. Because I didn't want to have the exact same score as you. So I'd have to go back and listen, but I think I said 56 to 17. And if I'm knowing if I'm making that that prediction and I and I also know that we're not going to score for like a whole quarter. I don't think I still go with that prediction. I think I'm way lower if you tell me I'm going to score for a whole quarter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially, like, that's what's funny is like so far, and again, I know it's Virginia, the new clock rules, I know you said we were going to get into it. I guess we can now. Yeah. Haven't seemed to yet impacted Tennessee's offense and the way they operate. No. I Again, like there's – I think we had like six less plays than we averaged last year. Yeah. There was there's TV timeouts, but which were those the, longer? It felt like every single one was three minutes. I long. couldn't really see the clock down. Yeah, there. I was going off what Adam was telling me. So, um, <laughs> it, yeah, it might be, and maybe it's more noticeable, like on like if you're watching on TV. I don't know, but I didn't think it was just. I think it's probably more noticeable when you're at the game. You have to sit in the heat for no reason other than for the red hat to stand on the field with a sign that counts down <laughs> for three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> God. But yeah, I don't think it's. Well, I think we'll see I mean, against like I think we'll see against eighty-one teams. points. There's no way right. it slows it down that much. I think we'll see it more against teams like that are that are better, and also have the ability to change the pace of the game. Florida, I think, is going to at least be good enough that if the game's tight, they can change the pace of the game. And so I think you'll see more clock at work potentially. I think, of course, like a team like Alabama, who has kind of changed their style. But if they go into that game and want to change the pace of the game, now you have to almost either be winning or a close game to do that. You can't be down 14 and go, we want to slow the clock down because you got to go score. So it depends on that, uh, several factors. But you'll, you'll find out, I think, against better opponents. Um, I mean, apparently Brian Kelly's team only got the ball four times. That seems like a coaching problem more than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> your defense must suck. Right. Also, the clock didn't stop for a first down with 40 seconds left. We saw like 15 seconds go off the clock on our last drive after a first down. Oh, here's, hold on. I got this right here. Uh, so Tennessee got a first down with 39 seconds left. And then, I mean, just, you know, the pace of Tennessee's offense, the next time they snapped the ball was with 22 seconds left on the clock. Do you think that clock stopped for chains to reset? Cause it didn't. And then some redneck behind me was telling me, I don't know the rules. He said, the oh, clock doesn't really? stop any. He said, the clock doesn't stop anymore. So it's inside two minutes. He goes, oh, you're right. And I said, I know I am. <laughs> Why would I yell it if I didn't know that? I love the lady that uh, was like two rows up from us. There was a guy injured on the field, and she kept yelling Ole Miss at this player. I wish I'd heard that. I, I missed that entirely. I mean – Which I also – I mean, I get why our fans are always upset, but that guy, that weather, I'm like, guys, he's probably cramping <laughs> Like that, like honestly. Yeah, no one <laughs> like you don't get hurt on the opposite sideline. That's just yeah. dumb. If you're faking an injury on the opposite sideline, that's just <laughs> idiotic. Yeah, so he may have been. I don't know, but I'm gonna give a guy 95 degrees in the middle of the day with Tennessee's offense running at the pace they were. Like I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. My my man's probably cramping up. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he, he was yeah, he yeah. never he never got up initially. And so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt again. Either he's just a really smart football player, like he didn't get up and drop down, or 
or he's hurt, one or the other. Um, I'm also just like the last time I booed an injured player was Jose Martinez. Uh, if you don't know, he's a he. I don't know if he's still at Atlanta United. He used to be a forward for Atlanta United. Nashville's first game, he went down, and it looked like the biggest crock of shit I've ever seen, which is safe to assume on a soccer field that someone's faking an injury. Uh, I booed him, and then like 45 minutes later, it came out that he tore his ACL. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to pump the brakes anytime I boo somebody from now on <laughs> for being injured. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some of y'all don't think like that, but it made me feel like a terrible person. So, All right, players are impressed, Landon. Yeah. I'm gonna go first because I think we're gonna overlap. Okay. So let me let me, let me steal from you. It's James Pierce, man. It's James Pierce. My God. I hope he keeps playing like a man amongst boys because Saturday he Saturday he might have gotten some scholarships revoked from that Virginia offensive line. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they're they're making cuts today <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. He looked. He just looks like. Byron Young was different, but James Pierce just looks like a – I don't know. He just dominated. He died, Truly. And, and you talked about how he forced a sack to Tyler Barron. I thought Tyler Barron looked a lot better on Saturday too. And I don't know if it's just he's got speed playing opposite, so he's got more stuff coming his way. I don't know what it is. We'll, we'll find out here in the next few weeks. I thought he looked a lot better too. And, and I'm not crediting that to James Pierce yet, um, but James Pierce looked really good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with three guys that this is their money year. So, sorry I'm taking three, but you did get the first okay. So, this is kind of like a snake draft, so if I get one extra. Um, Wait, you're, are you drafting – you said three guys. Are you taking three guys right now? Yeah, three. Okay, all right, that's fine. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Joe Milton. Okay. I, I think, you know, kind of like you said, with the expectations, kind of everything put on him um, in the offseason, you know, people are saying Heisman, he can throw it 90 yards, whatever. Um, I, I thought he led the offense. I, yeah. I think there is some sort of leadership. You know, the one kind of play he had where he, you know, ran it in from the right side. He had two open receivers. Instead of trying to make that, you know, a, a play, he just like, I'm just going to keep this, make sure I score. And I, I, I don't – I think that's growth in Joe Milton. Okay. Over the past like couple, couple years. Um, putting the maturity hat on Joe Milton. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is six years. So yeah. Um, <laughs> money year. Um, yeah. We, yeah, we, we hated, we'll, we'll run the interview at some point or I hated on old quarterbacks and, and we've got like two 25 year olds leading us the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Chris Winkie was like 27 when he won the Hosman. So right. Right. Still so, older. Also Brandon Whedon, a lot older. He didn't win the Hosman though. No, no, he would never. <laughs> He was too old for the husband. I, I don't. I don't think he's <laughs> yeah, thirty-five I mean, years old. I don't think he can win. Um, you know, he'd be the same age as like everybody else in the husband house. Um, <laughs> um I, I was gonna go Tyler Barron. Okay. Because I do think this. You know, he was kind of flirting with the uh, transfer portal. Um, ended up getting out of it, coming back to Tennessee, and it, it just seems like it's or especially this week, it worked for him. Um, got two sacks, got to the quarterback. Um, he, he's a big – I know Tony Elliott doesn't really watch Tennessee, but he did mention him as twitchy. And that's not the first, you know, description I would use of Tyler Barron is twitchy. No. But um, he is a, a, a really big guy that you can put in, in multiple positions along that defensive front. And uh, he just kind of made his way 
to the back to the backfield and just kind of set up camp there. Um, yeah, I thought, I I thought he looked really good on Saturday. Yeah, and then Jalen Wright, you know, another guy that was kind of flirting with the transfer portal, um, and he kind of slid. We mentioned it. You're not hiding in number zero. No, um, and, but he. He didn't care. He he didn't want to hide from anybody. He was going to get the football and, and good luck tackling me. Yeah, I'd like to see. Uh, maybe again, it's the heat. I'd like to see maybe that that's like beat that last guy in the secondary with with some speed. Um, yeah. It seemed like it seemed like two or three times. And I'm not saying he should have beat him every time. But like two or three times, he had the opportunity to just run past a guy and just couldn't quite do it for whatever reason. Whether the guy took a good angle or you know just was deep enough that he Jalen couldn't. Um, and I think we'll see it. I think we'll see it at some point this year where where he takes a, a freaking a, a ball up the A gap for a tutty. Yeah, just like Vanderbilt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to go another running back too. It's Dylan Sampson. I mean, we had talk about expectations. Like we had some ex- expectations for him, but also didn't necessarily expect him to get as many looks as he did. Uh, 13 rushes. Um, ooh, I had it. Oh, he just had one reception. Wow, I thought he had more than that. Um, but scores four touchdowns on the day. I mean, that's 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 efficiency. insane, dude. Yeah, that is. It's efficiency for sure. Um, and, and I don't know if he's going to get the same looks like you talked about Jalen Wright coming out a couple times down there in the red zone. Um, but the dude can flat out ball. I think he adds. Not that he's drastically different than Jalen or Jabari, but his, his speed on the edge is just a little bit different. That I think he adds another element to this running back room. That is a, a huge, huge skill and element. So I'm. I love it. Love Dylan Sampson. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to also mention just two other guys, and it's it's the linebacking group. I think uh, I think Aaron Beasley and, and Keenan Peely. I, I don't know if they'll necessarily be be better than that. I mean, Aaron Beasley is part of that linebacking group last year. I don't know if they'll be just drastically better than them, um, but I think this is this is a group that will not take a step back. Yeah, yeah. I, I like both of those guys. Um, also, I. I I like um, Aaron Beasley in six. I think it looks good. I agree. I think it looks I like a, you look like you're the captain of the defense <laughs> in six playing linebacker. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Amari Thomas as yes, well. Thank you. Um, good, good, good call. Uh, one and a half tackles for loss, three total tackles. Um, I mean, he's, he's disruption. Yeah. That's what he is. Um, plugs holes, gets in the backfield, beats blocks, um, and gets to the football. That, that's one thing mm-hmm. I, I loved about the defense the entire day is like there wasn't there was a few solo tackles, but the few solo tackles there was like eight hats around the football. Right, and, and, and two kind of going into that, like I feel like the missed tackles defensively especially around the line of scrimmage, they weren't like because we just missed tackles. There was one uh, ball got – I can't remember if it got swung out to the left or, or what happened, but uh, whoever missed that tackle, like he had a blocker on him mm-hmm. that was able to, to help shed that. And so I just don't feel like there were a lot of missed tackles defensively either. Yeah. Or missed tackles that weren't – you know, should have been tackles. Sure. Uh, also, offense uh, – you know, I don't think he had quite the day that Amari Thomas did, but Omar Norman Lott. He he made a presence. Really he made himself a presence in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then John Campbell, we got to go John. Campbell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You do have to talk <laughs> about John Campbell. Oh, uh, I mean, I thought Ollie Lang, Knoxville native. I thought he, I thought he played well. But I was going to give him some most important. But while we're doing players who impressed, 
not only did he play well on Saturday, but he comes back home Sunday and he wins the uh, Big Kahuna wing eating contest. Jesus. And the heavyweight division. Yeah. I mean, shout out Ollie Lane. Well, they had different weight divisions. <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, I know. assume Ollie Lane would probably be in the heavyweight category. But Yeah, I, I guess. Um, but that, I mean, I'm assuming that's also the best category to, to win in. Yeah, in an eating contest, like that's your challengers division. Um, and Ollie Lane just he just gets dubs, apparently. Like that's just what he does. Yeah, I love that. All right, anything um, else for, for plot players who are impressed? Gotta go D. D. Williams. He's an absolute okay. weapon. Yeah, it kind of pisses me off we didn't use him more on kickoff last year. Yeah. He needs yeah, just put the ball in his hands. However, you're able to do that. Maybe throw him on offense. If you're gonna go five wide, make sure one of those <laughs> is D. Williams. Who knows? Make him respect an end around or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe it's me watching uh, the Swamp Kings this past this past year or past year past month, but I, I mean I feel like he could be a Percy Harvin like guy. Like you, you just mentioned the end around, jet sweep end around. See what he can do. Yeah. No, he, he's he's a weapon for sure, and he, he's mm. gonna he's gonna make an NFL roster. I don't know if he gets drafted, but he's gonna make an NFL roster because he can do that and flip the field at any moment. I mean, every time he touches the football. People stand up because they think he's going to take it to the house. And, you know, most of the time, like, he's just a, a tackle away from, you know, getting to that point. Yeah, I, I turned. I think I even said it to you, but I was like, D. Williams, touchdown. And I didn't, like, I kind of meant it, but I was like, I feel like this is just safe to call. <laughs> and then he, he returns it to, what, the 35, 40? Mm-hmm. And also he almost bottom. had a great play on um, punt. He's the one that caught the, caught the ball, like, right in the end zone. Just couldn't find your yeah. – where you're at on the field at that. And that's, that's tough to do, but I mean, if anybody's going to field a, an opposite punt, I guess you'd want (laughs) D Williams to do that. Fair point. Fair point. (laughs) Um, He also did get tackled by a punter again. So those are his only, it's his kryptonite, I guess. Specialist. Those darn specialists, man, they can tackle. What are you going to do? That was a good angle. It wasn't a bad angle. (laughs) It it was like, it was so easy to call that he was going to do it because the guy did take a good angle. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, here it comes. And it wasn't like he was like off balance or in a weird position. He wasn't a good position to make the play. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's uh man, I'm I'm happy that we can stay on games for long periods of time now. Makes it makes it a lot more fun. Yeah. So but let's uh let's talk a little week one college football. Um we'll start off real quick. I know we talked about Thursday a little bit while it was happening, but Florida. <laughs> That's all I've got. That's just funny. That's just funny. I mean, they look abysmal. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, well, let's refrain from like talking, I guess, too much trash because we still. Yeah, that's why all I'm doing is laughing at their week uh, one. That's it. Yeah. Mm, not great. I like that there's a lot of fire Billy now comments. Um, I'd like for him to coach for a long time in Florida. Yeah. Uh, Georgia, I mean, yeah, look rough in the first half. It's kind of like, I'm not going to, do- I think some people want to go ahead and jump on that dog Georgia train. When you went 48 to seven, what do you, you can't really say. Sure, a slow start. You mentioned it kind of seemed like every week one team slow to get going, but they won 48 to seven and they're going to out athlete anybody, but they also have good, a good coaching staff. So, yeah. Yeah. Michigan, not a great showing. It was I was going to do fail. I was going to do fail the week. I mean, not great showing. They get out there like Jim Harbaugh died in the first yeah, play and hold so up, good. hold up the fours. Who okayed that? Like who just like who you get it. Players want to do that. And you're like, mm, maybe not. Also, it was self-imposed. Yeah. 
It'd be different if he was like having heart surgery or something, right. but right. he literally did something wrong and like that's his I don't know, whatever. I, um, I don't I don't understand it. Um I, I'm let's hit on the big games too, because we did spend a lot of time on Tennessee there. I I listen, I'm not I'm not saying I was a Dion hater. I was not a Dion believer. I believe now. I believe in the prom. All right, so you're taking him next week. Is that Nebraska? Yeah, it's it's in oh Boulder. I will take Colorado by a billion in that game. It's it's only two and a half, or it was. I mean, it's probably going up. But. Lock it. None of y'all can have that lock, dude. I, I, just, I was a prime believer before all of you all. That's I just feel I feel like that is a trap. I mean, okay, Vegas take Vegas probably lost so much money on that Colorado game because I feel like a lot of people were just like, "Oh yeah, twenty points." Like I'm 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 going my boy Dion just for the fun of it. And now they're going to get everybody back that's going to bet on Colorado because Nebraska is <laughs> going to somehow win that one. I mean, Nebraska almost won against Minnesota. And I wouldn't say – I just – I don't think TCU is as good as last year. And, and, I mean, we can throw the frauds on them a little bit on last year because I know it's Georgia, but you, you still got absolutely spanked. Um, but to go do that in a away game, your first appearance, you have 80 players in total in and out of the transfer portal – that's an insane way to go win. And you don't do it without a guy like Travis Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, he's a freak. Um, Shadur's a freak. I'm interested to see. I think Colorado can be okay in the in – the, Yeah, they're playing in an easy conference, yeah. Yeah. Um, is TCU just not good either? Well, and I think you do have the factor of like – there was a lot of bulletin board material to use this week. Like those guys had more to play for than just pride. Yeah. And, and so I think that helps, but I mean, I also think having, I'm not joking. I think having Travis Hunter is, is the most help. <laughs> yeah. I think him and Shadur are uh, leading the Hosman race right now. That's a little, little much, but yeah. Okay. Uh, not for try. I don't think so for Travis Hunter. If in fact, if Travis Hunter looks anything like this throughout the season and he doesn't win a Heisman, it's it's officially a fraudulent trophy. <laughs> Agreed. Um, Butch Jones, um, he didn't win. He also did not lose. I don't think right because he you have to not lose first to win. So he didn't not lose. Yeah, I mean I. How embarrassing is it to get picked up by your own? You're sitting there crying on one knee. You have a 22-year-old, maybe younger, come and pick you up, pat you on the back, and you can't even look at him because you're crying that that much? Well, dude, it was the same cry as when uh, he we like falls Georgia. on the field when we beat Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> he should, it, it, it's, it's embarrassing. Like You should be – anyone associated with him should be embarrassed. Just ignore – like, I, I get it. You're upset. You're sad. I would be pissed off if I got beat 73 to nothing. If one of my players came and picked me up, though, I'm going to at least, you know, acknowledge him, thank him for trying to keep the spirits alive because you are playing Oklahoma. I'm not saying you should lose 73 to nothing, yeah. but you're not going to win that ball game. It's, embar- it's, it, he's, it's embarrassing. I won't even call him a fraud because I, I don't expect anything out of him. North North Carolina, South Carolina, Shane Beamer just added again, man. And, and I, I, I'll i say it, man. I kind of feel for Spencer Rattler. 
it felt like it felt like maybe things did start to click last year and carry over to this year, and they couldn't put out even a pedestrian offensive line. Traffic cones would do more for Spencer Rattler than that line did for him last night. Yeah, I have that like Shane Beamer, the the multiverse, you know, the transfer <laughs> portal thing that he had a couple years ago. Um, and I couldn't wait to use it. I didn't really get to use it last year, obviously, but maybe I was just saving it for this year because, okay. I mean, you don't go get a single offensive lineman. Yeah, it's pretty tough, especially after looking at him. I mean, did you just duly it from the transfer portal <laughs> standpoint? Um, and then the comments post game are bad, just because you also recovered that onside kick and go three and out. So. Also, uh, Mac Brown just grabbing. What was that? Do you so, think he's just so old he didn't know where he was grabbing? Or do you think no, something he was, was like said that he was like, hey, I'm going to make like you tried move. to grab Faye. Like, you know how old guys like just grab Yeah, so it's just an old man move, and he just yeah. didn't know where he grabbed. And, okay. Yeah, and it, it was just kind of neck. In the What do you think actual... he whispered in his ear, though? What do you think he said? Um, He's like, hey, don't, don't forget who your daddy is. And it's not Frank. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. He's like, hey, would y'all want to come to the ACC? <laughs> <laughs> Might make the ACC harder, to be fair. I don't know if Mac wants yeah. that. He's um, probably like, damn you, now I have to coach another season, probably because of you. <laughs> I've been trying to retire for years, man. Yeah. Get out of here. <clears throat> uh, trying to scroll through some games that I want to talk about here, make sure I hit them all. Um, Wisconsin, not good. They're not good. They did have, like, what, a 90-yard 90, 90 touchdown run that looked pretty awesome? Yeah, all their running backs put up, like, huge numbers, but they won 38-17. to 17. It was, like, it was 14-10 to 10 at halftime. Classic Wisconsin. But it was the clock rules. Kentucky was down one point at Ball State. With, with these with these clock rules, how in the world is Oregon like does Portland State not put anybody on defense? Like how the <laughs> hell do they keep scoring touchdowns? <laughs> they played him ten yards off. Like, I mean, good God, Fresno State upset Purdue. Yikes! Yeah, I think um, Purdue paid him a one point five million to. Go get beat. Okay. I got to give a shout out to uh, ETSU because our boy from South Oil, Ewan Johnson, put the only points on the board. That's about all I can say about that. Who did they play? <laughs> Jacksonville State, who's now – I talked about them being uh, D1 FCS. They're, they're FBS now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cincinnati hasn't skipped a beat. They won 66-13 versus Eastern Kentucky. Luke Fickle, man. The fickle effect negatively. Uh, I think that's really it, man. I feel like I'm missing a game. Ohio here. State. I wasn't gonna talk about it. They just didn't cover. I don't know if they didn't look good. They didn't cover though. It was twenty three to three. I mean, Indiana. It was like what a thirty something point favorite. Thirty, yeah, thirty. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about uh Penn State, West Virginia. Penn State. I don't think West Virginia is good. But Penn State looks pretty good. Yeah, which they I like. They finally got a, like a decent quarterback to finally do something with. So yeah, which which I do like. I do Washington like. pretty good. That game was supposed to be kind of close. I think it was. Yeah, a I, I'm still gonna say TBD, but yeah, week one they look pretty good. 
Yeah. Is Notre Dame good? Notre Dame is at least as good as Notre Dame normally is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what about Jackson the, Dart the winning the job at Ole Miss? And they destroyed uh Mercer. Mercer, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know if Lane Giffen knows how to run the football. Um also like not to pour salt on a wound, but uh Todd Simpson's a third string quarterback at Alabama. I just find that a little funny. Do they have a quarterback still though? Like when Jalen Milroy looked good yesterday, I guess. Yeah. I mean um, Sure. DJ Uyunga Glay had a great day what in the Morgan world? State. I took the under in that game. <laughs> what, what is happening? That guy just wanted to be back out on the West Coast, I guess. I guess, yeah. He's like, screw that. Yeah, that's insane. Huh. Well, good for him, I guess. Yeah. Um, Joey Dillon, if y'all want to get in here too, if y'all have any games you want to talk about, or we can go ahead and get to, uh, do we have listener questions while they're Joey might not want to talk about college football. (laughs) Have we told Chad yet that his bets lost? No. See if he'll answer the phone while we're, while you're looking for those questions. We didn't talk or yeah, we kind of talked about the Wyoming game. That's still insane to me that they won. Hello. Hey man, you're on the pod. What's up? Um, do you remember who you told us to bet on Thursday night? Yeah, gave me your loss. You uh, you, <laughs> you gave us Texas Tech to cover, and you gave us Louisville to cover, and neither okay. happened. It's not me. It's not my fault. They blew a 17 point lead. <laughs> I I mean I'm fault. I am just They're saying. Kids. I, I'm just saying that when you hung up, I said I like those bets, but I'm not touching them because Chad told me to take them. So I think you do hold, you, you do bear like some responsibility. Now. Yes. Uh, why would you? Why would you bet on what I bet on? All right. I just uh, did. You win any money this weekend? No. Good news is I forgot to put in my bets before I left for Texas, so I didn't get any of my bets in. And that's and, hey, that's and that. You guys didn't text me back when I said, "Hey, will you place bets for me?" <laughs> Well, that's called responsible gambling. We're good friends. Uh, yes. Who are you I taking? Who are you taking in this Florida State LSU game? Uh, I I don't remember who I was going to take. Well, who you got? It's fourteen fourteen right now. Tell me who to bet on. <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> right. Love you, Chad. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. He said bye. He, he said bye. You're good. Okay. He heard you. Right. <laughs> I love that guy. He sucks at betting, but I love him. <laughs> All right. Uh, most important of the week. Uh, somebody asked, what are these two guys' credentials of great D1 athletes? Oh. Wait, do you have the answers? No. Th- this guy asked us on our, oh, what, our what live show because we tweeted Joe Milton's performance grade question mark. But what did he say? Sorry. He said, what are these two guys' credentials to grade D1 athletes? What are your credentials to grade D1? What are anybody's credentials to grade D1 athletes? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I guess just watching football. Is is that kind of what everybody's credentials would be? Just Essentially, um, my credentials are no better or no worse than a lot of NFL scouts. Namely, the ones that said Will Levis was a first-round draft pick. 
Mm, okay. I like that. Namely those guys. Um, um, and I feel like they get paid a lot of money. So, I don't know. Also, uh, we know ball. <laughs> Verified. <laughs> uh, what are my credentials? My credentials are um, I like to go left and I like to go fast. Yeah. Mine are I was a very average football player in high school, and um, that's about it. Also, to be fair to the question, we were asking you. Yeah, there was also there was a question mark. If we don't know yeah. how questions and marks work, yeah. no, this guy's, way too, mark. this guy's way too dumb to understand grammatical stuff. He's also we're on the news. Yeah, yeah <laughs> <what do you laughs> <mean>? <laughs> there's two things I'm good at: screwing and reading the news. <laughs> and I'm gonna do one of those things today. What's <laughs> an wow. quote? Um, Just so you know, somebody asked, "What'd you guys do after the game?" <laughs> went to sleep. Yeah. Well, we went to we went to eat first. It was, I mean, I had a burger, but the best part was the Southwest egg rolls. Those things were busting. Yeah, I had uh, some chicken and waffles. It's one of the biggest waffles I've ever seen in my life. Um. Yeah. Then we sat by the pool and watched football. Getting more credentials, I guess. Yeah, we're just trying to credential <laughs> ourselves up, man. That's it. Uh, we did get to go to the Thomas Edwards release party um, on Friday. Friday. And we also went to the Vol Club party at the Barcel Bar on Friday. So, you yeah. Were, I, didn't, I didn't go. It's fine. Oh, yeah, you didn't get it. You didn't get there in time. I didn't get in. They wouldn't let me in because I don't have the credentials. <laughs> yeah. Apparently I'm not, not. credentialed. Um, but, yeah, met a lot of cool people um, and just, just had a time with our crew. Yeah, true story. Shout out shout out Dylan and Mandy for hosting. Shout out. All right. Most important? Most important. Let's uh, see what I got here. My first one is Andre Lipsius. Nice. Making his uh, yeah. major league debut. First major league hit is a bomb. And then uh, Luke Lipsius getting on – still in the mic and kind of still in the show. Um, also, yeah. his celebration lifted his shirt up. I mean, that's just – He's also – I guess that was Andre uh, – Andre's fiance that he grabbed? Yeah. What, what movie is it where they just – in celebration, they grab the guy by the neck and, and shake him? What movie is that? I know uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's not Benchwarmers, is it? He does the the nipple twisters, the, the purple nurples. It's not that movie. Yeah. I think it's like a Sandler movie. Oh, it, yeah, it's uh, it's Happy Gilmore. Yeah, he yeah, grabs Patty. <laughs> yeah. It looks like Andre, or he grabbed Andre's fiance and just <laughs> run her neck out. <laughs> hey, special times call for special celebrations. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, I was I was gonna see if you had one. Um, I don't know if you guys saw Khalil McKenzie's tweet. He went top ropes on Butch Jones. He said, uh, <laughs> "Yes, he did." Like subtly, which is like cool. Which I mean, I respect that. It's, it's uh, you know, time's gone and long enough that you can do. It. He said, five balls win, prime just silenced everybody. Florida lost and seventy three to zero. What a time to be alive!" So like he didn't say anything, but it's a total dig, which is. He cool. said something though, and I'm sure Butch saw it, which is also cool. Or heard about it, right? Maybe I don't know. Oh, he's on Twitter. He's he saw. It. Yeah. Oh, he's. He didn't go to bed last night. He scrolled Twitter for about eight hours. Proud of 
He's still crying somewhere. Yeah. On that, that uh, one knee. Uh, also, the, that picture of him with the Alabama player smoking that cigar after they beat Tennessee, number 73. I so mean, just – How does that yeah. happen? It's awesome. This world's amazing. Uh, I've got a UNC fan. He went uh, – he went deep, deep cut for the his game day sign. I don't know if you all can see that very well. Uh, that right there would be the Murdoch family. Um, they are known in South Carolina because uh, the father killed – or, yeah, I guess he was convicted, so we can say that. Um, was convicted of killing – found guilty of killing his son and wife. And there's a picture of Spencer Rattler. So, um, you know, some people are asking, like, what does he know? Oh. Yeah. Some Jeffrey Epstein stuff. <laughs> right, yeah. Connect, I'm just connecting the dots, okay? Yeah, no one wants to admit it. Um, I don't think I have any. Oh, I don't know if we talked about this on Thursday, but the Nebraska uh, volleyball team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. We but which still cool. Yeah, it's still cool. That, Confirmed. The entrance was electric. It was. True story. Yeah, flyover for a volleyball game. Pretty cool. Respect. Um, I've got just fails now. Okay. Same. Uh, first one I've got is, I don't know if y'all saw the video. You should. Uh, it's a LPGA tour, mm. um, player. They're driving her off the, or off the fairway to go to a playoff hole. It is kind of the player's fault. Anyways, she lifts the rope to let the cart under drops it on her bag. The rope pulls the bag off as the cart starts driving again and snaps her driver head going to the 18 play 18th playoff and she has to use three wood loses to an Eagle, but that's a fail. That sucks. But she also would have won this trophy, which is arguably worse. Oh yeah. The dick kissing trophy. That's a bad. Yeah. Trophy. Who made that trophy? <laughs> that trophy worst angle, but still really all time bad trophy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a bad beat. It is technically the player's fault. I mean, it's just that's one of those things about golf where it's like uh, it's just a bad situation, but at the same time, she apparently could have gotten another club in play, but she didn't have a driver. She could have, uh, yeah, backup driver. Which, again, so. also your kind of your fault. I mean, granted, I don't think they have the same like, like Rory McIlroy could say, "Bring me a driver," and someone's going to find him a driver within five minutes. I don't know if some of those LPJ players have the same luxury, but um, yeah, I don't know how that works. Um, I was reading a little bit about it. Apparently, the tour trucks. Even for the PGA, they've already left by that point, but most players have backup clubs with them anyways. Right. So, I don't know. Interesting. Tough tough look, though. Tough look. Yeah. Big L. Um, I have a picture. I was actually watching this during the LSU game. I, I'm cool with, like, ads and and everything, but what are the uh, – let's see if it loads. These, like, goalposts – Ads are getting like a little aggressive. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so much face in it. Like, again, I'm cool with like the the is it the guy all state all hands, hands. Like, yeah easy that's like that's, that's cool. The, it's like all oh, their hands and it's you can see through it. I mean that is a forty foot Celsius banner, <laughs> <laughs> which is great advertising again. But that's branding. Oh that's a little aggressive. At what point is it distracting for a kicker? I mean, like that's it's true story. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's a good. I guess it maybe gives him a better spot to hit, but I don't know. Yeah, that, I'm with you. That's a. We're getting. Where do we draw the line in American advertising, folks? Come on. <laughs> yeah. 
the whole field's just going to be one big ad next time. It's going to yeah. be a turf print. We, I, I want to see like something like we need to see like Viagra advertised up there or something, or just like I don't know condoms. Or, you think they'll all they'll eventually get to where they put like a patch on like certain players for NIL? That would be awesome. Like NASCAR drivers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. Sign me up. That'd be cool. We get dibs on the first one. Don't have to pay for it though. Oh, uh, this is a. I don't know if you. I mean, I guess you could call it a most important or or fail, whatever you think it is. But did you see Colorado's captain? Yeah. Patches. It was no. like it, it had L for leaders or D for dogs. But it was like where the C would be. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Like <laughs> I wouldn't want the L, but that's yeah. Cool. Uh, Shadur had the L. Travis Hunter had a D. How do they differentiate between a leader and a dog? I don't know. I don't. I don't uh, know the specifics. I. It was something based off position players. I think it was. No, I guess it was just two two leaders and two dogs. I don't know. Who gets whose credential to decide leader or dog? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Ask People are you. asking. Any more fails? Uh, yeah. Uh, just Missouri football. Um, first of all, they do, they got into this TikTok uh, phenomenon and did the rules at the zoo. Dude, it's just so, oh my gosh, it's so bad. Um, but then in the, uh, post-game press conference, did you see this where Drinkwitz basically like gives his daughter up for the starting quarterback? Wait, what happened? He says, um, everything that I've ever wanted to know about Brady Cook, he's already told me. He's got a girlfriend or otherwise I'd be trying to get him hooked up when one when once with once my daughters turn eighteen. Okay. Oh. That's taking the uh who on the team would you not let your daughter date to a very weird and different level. I feel like you could have just said like he's a good kid, I'd let my daughter date him, left it at that. Yeah. I mean he it's kind of like a minor, like she's not even 18 yet. And yeah. You're yeah is he selling her around? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Is he royalty? Is he just trying to like connect like royal lines or something? What's going on? Is he selling her for land? I don't know. That's How weird. is Brady Cook? Yeah, this is getting weird. I don't like it. I don't know. Any other that should be a rule at the zoo. No freaking <laughs> pimping out <laughs> no, your daughters. Yeah. God. Oh, especially underage daughters. I, oh, yeah, exactly. Daughters. Maybe like 17 and a half. Oh, she'll be 18 next week. But if she's like 14 or 15. Yeah, it didn't oh. specify how old his daughters actually are. You know uh, the worst also, part. were you shocked at how you pronounce the name of their field? It's is definitely it? not Ferret. No. How is For, it? Ferro? I don't, I'd have to find it. Ferro, I think is it, yeah. Ferro. Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah, I was, I, that was like kind of like saying the C word. You just get it in the air, kind of like stings. When you said it was French, it made me think of, um, God, what's that movie with? Um, the Pink Panther? It's it's where they take like a road trip. Um, road trip? With Jason Sudeikis. We're the Millers? Yeah, we're the Millers. Wow. When they're like, they're like, oh, it's his name's LeBron. He's like, oh, a little French fella. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, let's, awesome. while Dylan's popping in, um, did you guys see Burning Man? I guess yeah, like fifty thousand people stranded out there in the middle of the desert in a rainstorm with sickness going around, and 
Am I wrong? I don't, I don't feel like this is the first time that's happened. Like, I feel like no, and I don't like getting worse and worse with Burning Man. I just, I don't get the, like, at what point do you realize, hey, we're doing a festival out pretty far away from a lot of things that you might need when you host 50,000 people, like civilization, just like tripping acid, hospitals yeah. and roads. Um, Cause it's just dirt out there. And then when one rainstorm comes through, which by the way, check the weather. Um, one rainstorm <laughs> comes through and you're 50,000 people are stranded. Like no one can get anywhere. I don't, I, I don't, it's Firefest basically, which they're, I think they're trying to, they're like revamping Firefest, which should be fun. Heck yeah. Let's go. Um, we should all go. We should go. That's Landon. What? Dude, I'm in. All right, let's go. Let's We're going to have to bring our own food, though, because I'm going to die on that <laughs> island. <laughs> uh, my last fail is <clears throat> Jonathan or Jonathan Christopher Eubanks. He's a tennis player. Uh, at the U.S. Open, he was trying to uh, – I guess the dude had to poop. I don't know. But he was asking the ref. He's like, hey, if I, like, give up these – like, this next mat or this next set or whatever – and do I would I how much time would I get for a bathroom break? Because I think they get like like thirty seconds normally for a bathroom break, which is not enough time for a bathroom break. I can't remember how much it is. It's not a long. It's not long enough. I know that. He's like, but if I give up this game, like this game right here, and I go to the bathroom, how much time would that give me? And they're like, you can't give up the game. So he was just like hitting them out of bounds, like trying to get the game over with, and then took his bathroom break and he went and grabbed shorts and under and underwear and then ran to the bathroom came back. So I don't, I don't know if he crapped his pants or what, but I mean, dude, I get it. Like sometimes, yeah. sometimes you give up a game. I mean, I've been in the middle of a lot of FIFA games where I just hit pause and try to, and I hit pause and I'll go to the bathroom. And then when I think the game started again, I'll hit pause again. And I just try to buy my time. So I get yeah. it. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how competitive you are. If you're touching cloth, it's over yeah. with. Yeah, for sure. You're waving the Y flag. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dylan. My turn for fails. Um, Yes. So apparently the UCF social media account tweeted something about someone called the National Guard. And they were playing Kent State. Um, I think it was supposed to be a joke, but apparently there was some, like, serious thing that happened in 1970 where a National Guard member fired into a crowd. You don't know about the Kent State riots? Yeah. It was a – Significant historical event, but continue. I mean, yes, I it's not. I've heard of it before, but I just. Oh yeah, huge deal. I think they're sure, in Vietnam. Vietnam probably doesn't, because 1970. I mean, that's pretty while ago. I don't know what they covered. I feel like, we, I feel like that's standard teaching, though, in like every U.S. history class in America. I could be wrong, but. I don't feel like we learned that in school, though. Do we? I feel like that I think was we just did. The I'm pretty confident I, we did. I remember learning it, but I don't think it's a big enough thing that, like, in, in fairness, like, I could totally see you just not thinking about that. I feel it's like, why would you say bring in the National Guard unless you knew about that, though? Why else would you say that? Somebody was saying that it was, like, trying to go after Shannon Sharp's, like, fake phone call celebration or something like that. Hmm. I don't know. It's probably some, like, 21-year-old kid anyway. It's just like, – <laughs> What did it say? Either way, the tweet flopped. The tweet flopped. I just don't like. The, I don't feel like you can claim I didn't know about it because I just don't know why else you would say bring in the National Guard. I don't know what relevance that would hold. It's like you're trying to make a joke about it. 
which like we can argue if it's Tom or not for a joke. I that's fine. But yeah. It was probably in the sense of like declare an emergency, like bring in the National Guard. Like it's that's that's I, my only assumption. Otherwise, yeah, I don't really know. In the new hip thing to do though, say, hey, 911, I'd like to report a murder. Isn't that like the saying? Isn't that the new thing? The new saying? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Possibly. I'm just calling I'm calling Cap on this guy that's saying he had no clue what it meant. I think he knew exactly what it meant. His joke just didn't land. I want to see the, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, I don't I don't know the also the, uh, the USA men's basketball team. Mm. <laughs> Losing to the look yeah. like today. That sucks. That is bad. Bricks brick after brick. Who's even playing for USA right now though? Like who is it? Uh, the roster? I don't know I think of is like Anthony Edwards. Okay. Yeah, it's a good well, They should it's still win. Is probably the the point to make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All the foreigners are saying that you know playing overseas is a lot harder basketball than it is in the NBA. So I don't know. Oh, that seems like a hot take. I'm pretty Same. sure it was either Jokic or maybe Luca. One of them said it. Seems like something Luca would say. I feel like Jokic respects the American. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of overseas, I'm going to give you guys my fun fact. We've got we're we're a geography pod, and I thought this was interesting. Arkansas is a landlocked state, but you can travel to you can travel south to every state that it borders. Which fun fact for the day. Hmm. Blake said it was Luca. How? Oof. Oof. I need to look at Arkansas on the map. You're really throwing me off with this one. So Missouri has that weird thing at the, like the lip. So you can drive yeah. south into Missouri. Uh, you cannot drive south into Oklahoma. Yeah, you can. How? Well, you just drive like, I mean, it'd be southwest technically on a. Well, that's every state. You're still traveling south. You're not traveling due west. I think you are. Uh, I'll take. I'm just like the way I'm looking at the map. Like, so go go to the very top corner of Arkansas. If you just right. drove straight south on a on a map, like you drove uh, on like okay. south on like, yeah, I see what yeah. you're saying. I do see what you're saying. Oklahoma is the only one that like I don't fully get, but yeah, Tennessee, Mississippi, I get. I don't you think, think I'll catch myself for anytime soon. So, I'm not worried about it. I mean, we can just test it. We can go kind of like Firefest. Our field trip can be to Arkansas, and we'll just drive south to end up, see if we can drive south into every state. That's a tweet, guys. God, let me have my fun. Also, I'm, we are a geography, confirmed geography pod. Landon got the trivia question right. Where is UVA? So, confirmed geography pod. So, yeah, whatever I say right. here goes. We've got the credentials. <laughs> geography, just not quarterbacks. Do we want to try to catch up on the rankings for our bets? Yeah, we can. I'm also not convinced we can ever talk about history now because Dylan just came in with like, I don't know, apparently something big happened there with the National Guard. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this thing. It happened in September in New York. It's not a big deal, I don't think. But, all right, I'm, I'm three and one on the on the year so far. I know you're, we're only through week one, but we're going to say on the year. Um <laughs> Landon right now is two and one, or sorry, one and two pending the outcome of this LSU game. He needs LSU to uh, win by two. What uh, was my other one? You won on Washington minus 14. You lost UCF, uh, Western Kentucky under 70. Wait, you had under 70? Yeah, so I'm oh, two and one. You're two and one. Sorry, I thought you had them over. My bad. 
I have it written correctly. I just thought you had them over. You had Michigan ECU over 51 and a half. Yeah, that wasn't even close. Uh, Joey is one in th- or <clears throat> 0 and 3 pending the outcome. He needs FSU to lose by less than two. Wait, I thought it was, was it two and a half? But I get it. I thought y'all told me two. It was definitely at least two and a half. I think it was two and a half. I, I got it. I got it at two and a half, but I think it got down to two at one point. But whatever. I'll give y'all two and a half then. All right, we need screenshots. I yeah, period. <laughs> whatever line you want, I need a screenshot sent to me. And then Lan- or Dylan's four and zero on the weekend. So <laughs> that's great. Dylan's in the lead, which that's is probably good. He he doesn't he wouldn't look good in pads. Yeah, he doesn't have the credentials, so he's got to be good at betting. I got. I mean, I'm sitting at like 35 percent chance. I feel like at this point already. So it's not. <laughs> I, the good thing, like, I almost just want to go zero and four because I feel like my system was just to fade myself. Don't, you're not Chad. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, I know college football. That's so. Actually, I'm probably like one of the better betters that you can be. <laughs> I didn't fade myself. Like Penn State, like the, spin zone. the Penn State West Virginia under. I hate Penn State enough. You trying to ram one in with six seconds left, just so you can cover a spread in an over. God, I hate you even more. Um, <laughs> what was the other? Oh, okay. Hawaii plus three was a bad bet. I mean, Hawaii plus it. three was a bad bet. Yeah. US like my Florida State. bet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, same with Ohio State. Like, I know Ohio State's not that good. And I'm like, dude, I think Indiana – I literally said – I don't know if I actually said it, but Indiana might win this game, and I still took Ohio State. So, I think I know we're just going to have to do a system change. We're going to come into it fresh next week. We're gonna see it hey, come back. That's the beauty of it. It starts over next week. Should I go four and up? I know. It's just got a chunk away. We got so much time left. I'm not even worried about it. It's my probably my <laughs> four losses of the net. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get one and three. We're gonna that puts land at two and two. It only puts me back one game. It's fine. Don't copy in first. You can't be in last. It's fair. Thanks. Yeah. All right, boys. I don't have anything else. It's been fun. Uh, we'll see you back here on Thursday talking a uh, little pee. Yeah, been a great time. Um, we'll also have uh, – I think we got a special event on Friday, um, also the tailgate on Saturday. Um, so, we got a lot of things coming up. So check that out. And uh, we're bringing the boat in, 1-0, and, and we out.